Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Sam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and I hope all is well. Yeah, I'm all right. Just about recovered from that uh, traumatic defeat against Liverpool uh, last weekend. It's been a long week, to be honest with you. I've been getting a lot of stick from my mates, especially for some of the tweets and statuses that I put out. I maybe went a little bit early with uh, just how joyful I was when uh, when Newcastle went bundled up and Liverpool were down to 10 men. So, yeah, a little bit of flack there. But, you know, I've been humbled. Well, last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I was going to ask how you were feeling after the weekend's football. I should probably ask about last night's football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the feeling the same as Sam at the moment. Obviously, very disappointed that Spurs exited the, the Carabao Cup. I think it was, you know, I think a lot of Spurs fans kind of sense this is a big opportunity to, to finally end that trophy drought. But uh, we made nine changes, which was very disappointing to see. I think a lot of Spurs fans wanted us to take it a lot more seriously. As I said, no European football this season. So, you know, it was a good opportunity to kind of focus on these cups. And uh, we've gone out the first time of asking. So that's, uh, yeah, really deflating. And uh, unfortunately, Branch probably lost a bit of goodwill there from the supporters. Still fully behind him and, and very excited for the project. But uh, yeah, look, last night's defeat to Fulham was, was very disappointing indeed. But uh, look, still obviously plenty of good football to come. I'm still looking forward to the weekend with, with the Spurs and obviously... Maybe seeing a stronger Spurs team against Burnley, that'll be an interesting game. But look, obviously, lots of lots of exciting foot, Premier League football to talk about. I think um, Arsenal, Man United's a game I'm looking forward to and uh, lots of other good games. So, yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. There certainly is. And that's all the intros out the way. So, let's get down to business. And, of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's go to even more Friday night football as Luton play host to West Ham. Now, Sam, much has been made of Kenilworth Road and how the Hatters can use it to their advantage. Is that an advantage, which is a home win at odds of 15 to 4? Unfortunately, I can't touch Luton given what I've seen of West Ham. So far this season, what I've seen of Luton, obviously none of the promoted teams that have come up so far have managed to take any points, and they've all got tricky fixtures as well this weekend. I think West Ham, obviously, we've seen how they're flying at the moment. Seven points taken from their opening three games, great win against Brighton as well. So, being fortunate, the momentum is with West Ham, and I'm going to be going with West Ham. Well, Luton's defending has left a lot to be desired in those first two matches we've seen of those. So even West Ham being as good as they are, even if you took that out of the equation, Luton's defence really does have to improve. At the same time, Jamie, much has been made of Luton's away end and West Ham are going to be the first team to access it in the Premier League. They made light work of Brighton in something of a shock last Saturday. Does this one go to form as the away win? Is it odds of three to four? Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to have a good time out here. Um, I think that it's going to be a game where West Ham will come out on top here. Um, I think there's lots to be impressed about this this West Ham side at the moment. Obviously, had a difficult year last year in the Premier League. They did win, obviously, that, that European trophy. But obviously, do- uh, domestically, it was difficult for them. 
But this season, they've made a really strong start, of course, getting that win over Brighton um, on the weekend. They've, of course, defeated Chelsea already. They've got a draw away at Bournemouth as well. So it's been a really good start for West Ham, um, uh, you know, as well. Just seeing them kind of scoring, um, you know, three goals against Brighton was, was really impressive. And uh, I think they obviously face a, a slightly easier challenge here against Luton. Be interesting to kind of see how, you know, this, you know, Kenilworth Road is going to, um, kind of g up the players for, for Luton and, and how that kind of impacts them. But uh, I don't think it's going to be enough for, for them to, to get anything here. And I think West Ham will be too strong. So uh, I'm going to go for a West Ham win here for sure. Now, Sam, if you're looking at the game from the over-under market, it's flip of a coin at the moment in terms of over-under 2.5. Both are at 10 to 11. But which way do you see the coin landing on Friday? Uh, I'll be going for overs, to be fair, Dan. I think West Ham have been clinical in the games I've watched in this season. Um I think Luton, with it being a home game, I think it's obviously their first home game. I've got a feeling that they'll be going for it. So, yeah, I think they'll nick a goal, but I think overs is the way, is the way I'll be heading with it. Yeah, I think I'll agree with that. As you say, West Ham looked good. Luton defending, not so good. Add that together. I think we're going to get three or more goals at Kenilworth Road. One of those goals could come from Mikel Antonio. He scored in both of his last two league outings. He's 9-4 to four to make it three in a row at the weekend, Jamie. Is this a bet that you're willing to make? Mm. Yeah, well, look, I, I do agree with lots of goals here. I think, you know, looking around West Ham's team, I think there's there's lots of options there. Um, Jared Bowen, he's 5-2 to two to score any time. James Ward-Prowse, another guy who's come straight into the team and, and made a real impact. Of course, a guy who's on set pieces as well. Um, he's 7-2 to two to score any time. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you're right with, with Mikel Antonio. I think he's a guy who's really in form at the moment. Obviously, got a great goal uh, against Brighton. Another great goal against Chelsea as well. So, you know, he's really hit the ground running. And, and as I said, some of those players I mentioned there, like so Jared Bowen, Ward Prowse, of course, Mohamed Kudus coming into the team as well. So kind of lots of supply into him at the moment as well. So that, that could really help him. So I think the way that he's playing and, and the way that West Ham are playing, I think there's every chance that, that Antonio can get on the score sheet. So I do like that, the look of that one. Right, let's go north of the border now as Sunday offers up the first Old Firm derby of the season. Rangers are in Champions League action tonight, that being Wednesday. But Sam, can they overtake the hoops in the league with a home win odds of 11-8? to 8? Oh, it's a tricky one, this one. It's a, probably the most 50-50 game we're going to speak about today. Um, obviously, Rangers last time out ended the... Uh, I think it was a seven-game barren streak without a win against um, against Celtic. Obviously, that 3-0 demolition job at the Ibrox. But obviously, I think by that point, the league was won anyway yeah. in terms of Celtic. So... It's kind of like, I don't know, is it? A null, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a null and void result because obviously it's a game that both teams generally always want to win. But there's definitely nothing to play for from Celtic's part other than pride. So this time round, I think I'm so sat on the fence, I'm probably going to have to side with the draw at 5-2. to two. Well, I mean, it's not a bad result for either team, really. I think Celtic need to bounce back after such a bad week because, Jamie, they've not only lost to Kilmarnock in the League Cup, a weekend before, but this weekend just passed, we've had them drawing at home to St Johnston. So how do you see this one playing out at full time? Yeah, look, I, again, I totally agree with Sam. I think this one, everything kind of points towards it being a draw here. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it's been a tricky week or so for Celtic. Of course, they held to a goalless draw with St Johnston. Um, and then, of course, they've been knocked out the cup as well. So, you know, the last couple of games have been pretty tricky for them. Um, and then, of course, a, a trip to Ibrox that's going to be a, a, a tough game for them. Um, then Rangers as well. They've obviously, you know, they suffered a shock defeat on the on the opening weekend against Kilmark. So it's been a bit of a mixed start for them as well. 
Um, and of course, you know, it's worth factoring in that they're playing in, they're in European action um, on, the, on the day we're recording as well. It's just an away trip to the Netherlands. Um, so obviously, you know, to go again first thing on, on Sunday, I think that that might still have somewhat of effect and maybe or an impact in their legs. Um, so uh, I think everything kind of points towards a draw here. Um, so, yeah, I think at five to two, I do really like that. Yeah, it's a great point you make about Europe in the sense that second leg in Eindhoven, if it goes for extra time, penalties as well, that's extra minutes for Rangers to worry about. That factors into Sunday. Regardless of result, is it going to be a hangover from that performance or is it going to be the response they need if they go out, etc., etc.? So there's lots of variables. You probably want to wait until that European game is out of the way before you start staking money. With that in mind, Sam, you just back the draw in 90 minutes. If you're going to go half-time, full-time, how do you see this one panning out? Obviously, yeah, the draw full-time is going to be the end part of this bet. For the first bet, I'm going to go for Celtic. The hopes to, uh, to take the lead at half-time. So, if you want to have a look at that one, it's at 11-1, which I think is obviously quite a big odds. So, Celtic half-time, get the lead early, and then Rangers with the home crowd behind them, sort of roaring them across the line at the end, sneaking and a late equaliser maybe is what I'm thinking. So, Celtic half-time, draw full-time, 11-1. to yeah, that's a great point about the home crowd because with the Old Firm derby, there's such a little allocation for away fans. It is almost, you know, 90% home team. So if Celtic do go ahead, that home advantage in the Royal crowd might bring Rangers back into the game. With that in mind, Jamie, an anytime goal scorer at Ibrox is probably going to be a good bet for somebody. What player takes your fancy before Sunday? Mm, yeah, I'm going to go for James Tavernier for this one. Um, obviously, he's their captain. He's a guy who's always re so reliable for them. Um, he's already got three goals to his name this season, so he's made a good start. Of course, again, another guy who is on set pieces as well, so that's a, that's a big factor. Um, he's also got three goals in his last two appearances against Celtic. Um, so that that's something I think that's quite interesting as well. Um, he's 11 to, four, 11 to 4 to score any time. Um, and as I said, he's just a guy who's always so reliable for Rangers. So uh, he is my pick for this one. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. I mean, you talk about talisman. He's a right back and he's so important for Rangers. As you say, set piece, penalties. He's got the lot. So I think that's a great price for a great player. But let's go bet building now. And once again, we're off to the seaside. We loved it so much last week. We're going there again. Brighton hosts Newcastle. We're going to look to construct another winner, which means Sam, like an anytime goal scorer, from you, please. So it's going to be the man of the match for me last weekend against Liverpool. Uh, it's going to be Anthony Gordon, 13 to 5 to score anytime. He was fantastic against Liverpool. Uh, last week and I think to be honest with you he was unlucky to find himself being subbed I think that was sort of to the dismay of a lot of people uh, watching that and I think once he was subbed I think we lost a lot of impetus I think he'll obviously be starting again this week and I think he'll be looking to add to his tally again Great shout Jamie I'd like the over under on the goals please Yeah I think there's going to be a couple of goals in this game I'm going to go for over 2.5 um, I think obviously both teams I've conceded in each of their three opening matches. Um, obviously, Brighton, they conceded three against West Ham on the weekend. Uh, Liverpool, of course, put in two past Newcastle as well. So um, I think kind of you're looking at the two defences at the moment. I think both attacks are kind of going to have a bit of joy here. Um, and yeah, as I said, lots of goal scorers on both teams. I mean, some really big names um, on either side. So yeah, I think this game is going to be a game where we'll see lots of goals. And I'm going to go for over 2.5. Lots of goals. I think lots of cards as well because both Brighton and Newcastle have been rather naughty boys thus far. The Seagulls have picked up nine cautions in three matches. The Magpies have gone one better, or perhaps worse, with ten. Three matches and at least three per club on average. 
Backing at least two cards per team is at 8 to 13, and with this small sample of data for the season, I'm confident we can tick this leg off the Saturday Bet Builder. And let's just recap our three picks now. Okay, then, just to recap our three picks. Sam has gone for Anthony Gordon to score any time. Jamie's gone for over 2.5 goals at the Amex. I've gone for over two cards per team in terms of discipline. <coughs> that means the odds are 15 to 2. £10 on the betting slip. £85 in your back pocket if it gets over the line. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Sam, is this a must-win game for Newcastle when you consider the start they've had to their campaign? There's an argument for it, but I wouldn't say must-win just yet. We had a slow start to the season last time out. Um, and we've had the toughest four games out of any team in the division. That's a fact. We've had Villa, City, Liverpool and Brighton. So four European teams uh, this season in our first four games. That's just a really hard start for anyone. Uh, like I said, we made a slow start to the season last time round. We only took eight points from our first seven matches. Uh, so it's not uncommon for us to take a little while to get into our stride. And after this Brighton game, we've actually got six very, very winnable games as well on the fixture list. So, yeah, this one here, I think the fans would definitely love a win uh, to really take us into these next six games that we said are winnable and just have that winning mentality. But with Sven Botman being out as well for Newcastle, that is an absolutely huge blow for us. He's out for a few weeks, so... Yeah, against Brighton, we've seen one of the best attacking teams in the division. I think anything but a defeat would be not a bad result here. But, yeah, I think I've got, I've got faith in us getting something from this game, but I won't class it as a must-win just yet. That's fair enough. At the same time, Jamie, how important will this fixture be to Brighton, especially after mm. their loss to West Ham just a week before? Yeah, well, look, obviously, it's still a very tough game against a, a strong Newcastle team. So I think, you know, if they were to just get a point from it, I think that would still be a good result. But look, they're going to come, you know, they're coming up to a very tricky run of games now. Obviously, Newcastle on the weekend, then it's Manchester United, uh, Bournemouth after that, then Aston Villa away, Liverpool, Man City. So some really tough games coming up. So, you know, it would be ideal to kind of start that, that tough run with maybe a bit of a confidence boost getting something here. But yeah, obviously, it's it's been a tricky start for them so far, somewhat for, for, for Brighton. Obviously, they did get the win against Luton. I think later on, they kind of managed to eventually get over the line and win that one. Um, very convincing against Wolves. And then, of course, against West Ham, they were, they were very poor. And uh, defensively, obviously, some question marks over them. Um, but I, 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 I don't think at this stage, it's you know it's too much of a concern if, if they weren't to win this one. As I said, a, a really tough game anyway. Um, and I think if they were to get just a point, I still think that would be a good result. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I still think that, uh, it, you know, it's not necessarily class the must win for them. But uh, look, I, I think that, that run of games is going to be really interesting to see kind of how they, they get through that. But uh, yeah, not, not a must win for me. OK, then let's focus on some transfer business now. Sam, you mentioned Sven Botman's injury. Is that going to force the Magpies into getting in a defender before the window closes? Well, this is it. I think that's the position where we now need to look at maybe bringing in one more. I appreciate we do have Dan Byrne and Jamal LaSalle as well. But obviously, Dan Byrne has been preferred at left-back. I'm not sure how he sees Matty Target in the, is in the future. Uh, obviously, we've got Lewis Hall as well. But I think Lewis Hall is obviously going to take a bit to get up to max speed. So, realistically, I think it's a safe a safe decision to try and bring in something on loan, potentially. But who's out there that we can get on loan? Um, obviously, Harry Maguire's been linked with us, but that's not a move. I can see Eddie Howe going for at all, or Manchester United. They're not going to look to strengthen us, but if we're going to bring someone in, I think we need someone that's going to have a bit of pace. That's possibly where we're lacking without Botman now at the back. So, the pacey centre-half, but who's out there? I just don't know. 
Well, I mean, luckily we're not the recruitment department, but it's going to be a hard position to fill even in the short term. Jamie, I guess the same question goes to you from a Brighton point of view. Do you reckon they have anything else up their sleeve before the window slams shut? Yeah, well, look, I think midfield is definitely an area in which they need to strengthen. Of course, they lost Moses Caicedo to Chelsea um, and, and have a lot of money in their pockets now. Obviously, the sales of McAllister and Sanchez would have helped that as well. So, yeah, definitely a midfielder. It seems like they need to bring one of them in. Um, obviously, Dahoud, uh, Mohamed Dahoud, he's obviously a guy who has come in and, and maybe needs a bit of time to settle in. But, you know, you look at their midfield on the weekend, you had Billy Gilmore and Pascal Gross. You know, there's not a lot of steel in there. So you kind of need a, a maybe a direct replacement for Caicedo. I think that that's something they need to look look to. Um, you know, West Ham, they just managed to cut them open numerous times on the break. I mean, for all Brighton's dominance with possession, you know, to, to be just cut through like that against West Ham was, you know, was, was really poor. So uh, I think a midfielder, maybe a defensive midfielder is definitely needed um, because Caicedo has definitely left a big hole in that team. Right, let's go on to our long shot hacker now. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Sam, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? So, newly promoted side Burnley have had a bit of a rough start to the season, haven't they? In the two games that they've played so far, they've conceded three in both games. Obviously, lost 3-0 to Manchester City. And last week, they lost 3-1 against Aston Villa. They've got another home game at Turf Moor. And I've got a feeling Spurs might even find themselves scoring three goals. But I do think that Burnley might nick a goal as well. So I'm looking at Tottenham. Both teams to score um, and win at the price of 5-2. to two. Fantastic, Jamie. What have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for the game between Sheffield United and Everton. And I'm going to go for a Sheffield United win to nil um, at 7-2. to two. Um, And I was looking at this one. I was really surprised to see that Everton, yet yeah, only, only team to fail to score in the Premier League so far. So it's been a really poor start for Everton. Um, as well, obviously interesting seeing Sheffield United. They did a pretty good job at keeping Man City at bay for, for so long. Um, so maybe they, I think they can do the same here, but across 90 minutes against an Everton side who, as I said, really been struggling for goals. Um, and, uh, and as I said, I think they'll win to nil at 7-2. to two. OK, I'm going to stay in the Premier League. I'm off to the Emirates as Arsenal play host to Manchester United. And after the Gunners dropped points at home to Fulham last weekend, they're going to be keen to return to winning ways. However, the visit of Manchester United is not going to be an easy one. The Red Devils won the hard way last Saturday at home to Nottingham Forest, and that comeback might be the kickstart for their season. It was an entertaining clash in North London last season, as the Gunners just came out on top. However, I think the entertainment is found in the draw, as both teams failed to land the knockout blow odds of 11-4. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League topics now. And first up, we're off to Bramall Lane for what surely must be a six-pointer between Sheffield United and Everton. Sam, who are you backing to finally get off the mark on Saturday? You know what, it's funny. I know we briefly spoke about this before the show. And it's one that uh, Jamie's touched upon. It's Sheffield United to win. It's not as controversial as I first thought. Uh, obviously, judging by what we have spoke about earlier today. So, yeah, from what I've seen, Sheffield United has shown a lot more than what Everton have shown me so far this season. I think Everton had a good first game of the season in terms of creating opportunities, but just such a lack of firepower. And obviously with Dominic Calvert-Lewin injury as well, I just don't see where the goals are coming from from Everton. I've already touched upon it last week, that I do think Everton, just something about Everton just seems destined for the drop. I don't think Sean Dyche is getting the most out of his team. And when I looked at that team sheet last week, I don't know if you guys managed to have a proper look at it, but it just looks so weak. 
like the starting eleven and even worse, the options off the bench. There's a lot of work to be done at Everton. I know there's a few injuries as well, but I just think it's going to be a really long season for them, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd echo those sentiments word for word. So, Jamie, you've mentioned the game in your long shot. Does this one have all the hallmarks of finishing with under 2.5 goals, odds of 8 to 13? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, as, as again, coming back to Everton, obviously a team that are desperately needing kind of reinforcements up top. I think, you know, they, they are looking at maybe bringing in a striker, but... You know, the fact that they're yet to score um, is, is obviously a big concern for them. Um, and as well for Sheffield United, um, I think they've only got three uh, only got three goals this season in total as well. So, you know, maybe been a tricky start for them. So they definitely need reinforcements as well. So I think it's just two teams that haven't got a lot of goals at the moment. And of course, the way that Sean Dyche will have Everton set up, I think, you know, as much as maybe they're not the best team defensively, they are still going to be a team that's going to be tricky to break down. And uh, so I, I just think that this will be a one where it's a low scoring win for Sheffield United. As I said, I think they will keep Everton out. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Definitely everything points towards a low scoring one here. OK, next up, it's Brentford versus Bournemouth. And Sam, the Bees were denied maximum points last weekend at home to Crystal Palace. Would you be opting for a home win here or to four to six? Yeah, I fancied the home win here. Um I think Brentford are playing some decent football. I don't think the the loss of Tony's really affected them all that much, to be quite honest with you. And Buemo and Visa doing great jobs there, uh, both proving to be very astute replacements. Uh, so yeah, I've got I've got it down for a Brentford win here. Bournemouth have only taken one point from their opening three games, but I have to give them some uh, I have to cut some rope a little bit there because obviously they have faced Spurs and Liverpool and West Ham, so. Three tricky games, but Brentford, a very solid start. Five points so far. They've dropped both the home games this season, but I think this is going to be where they're going to get their first home win. OK, let's focus on the Cherries now then, Jamie. Sam makes a very good point. The fixture computer hasn't been kind to them, really. So if we mm. kind of give them favourable opposition, could this be the weekend where they kickstart their own season? Could it arrive with a away win at 15-4? to four? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, despite maybe, you know, a lack of results or a lack of positive results, I think performance wise, I think they have looked pretty good so far. I think, you know, they are have been unlucky not to have, have got more for their efforts so far. Um, of course, they got that point against West Ham at home, um, obviously away at Anfield. They did take the lead and, and they may be unfortunate to have kind of thrown it away against Spurs. They kind of made it, a, you know, a tricky game for Spurs at times, but, you know, weren't quite able to get over the line. But as I said, you know, you look at those three games, West Ham, a team who are flying at the moment, Liverpool, obviously always a good team at Anfield, and then Spurs, team who, again, another team who have made a great start. So it's been a tricky start. And uh, unfortunately for them, I think Brentford away is another very difficult game. And uh, I don't think they're going to get anything from this one. Um, bit of a surprise to have seen Brentford drop points against Palace. Um, but I think they're, they're going to be more than strong enough to respond here uh, with a win. Obviously, you know, they have been performing really well, Brentford, in, in, in some of their games and maybe could have got some more points, maybe could have got the line against Spurs, got the win, you know, the same against Palace as well. So uh, I think this will be a game where they, they do come out on top. So uh, a Brentford win, definitely here for me. OK, it's a third home game in succession for Burnley. We've just referenced them in the Longshot Acker. So Sam... With all the changes that Spurs made in midweek, I assume a full-strength team come the weekend. So that away win at 5-6 to six looks quite secure, doesn't it? Yeah, like I said, I do fancy Spurs to win this one. Uh, I've enjoyed how they started in the league this season. Obviously, um, we know how they crashed out of the EFL last night, but he, he, he made nine changes. I guess in his, uh, in his eyes, he had to play his hands and see what the rest of his squad looked like. And I think 
he'll have found out quite a lot about his squad. But here, they're going to be full strength again. It'll be back to the trusted, probably, first eleven that's uh, served him so well over the first three games. So, for me, unfortunately for Burnley fans, uh, I'm going to be going for a Spurs win here. I can't see past it. OK, then, Jamie, with your Tottenham hat squarely on, would you be bold enough to back a Spurs win to nil at 11-4? to four, Or would you be more inclined to follow Sam with that both teams to score away win? Mm, yeah, well, look, I'm obviously slightly less optimistic um, following that, you know, that cup exit last night. Obviously, I think it would have halted some positive momentum for Spurs. And I think in, in football, momentum is, is such a big thing. So it was really disappointing to kind of see the manner of the way we went out yesterday. Um, however, having said that, I, I, I do think maybe a, a, a clean sheet here for Spurs and a win is the way to go. I think, you know, as much as we obviously looked at Spurs' defence over the last couple of games and said, well, look, obviously they play so attacking that they will be left exposed. But look, in the last two matches, they've obviously kept clean sheets. So uh, I think you have to get, start giving them a bit of credit here. Um, I think the defence is, is looking quite good for Spurs at the moment. Obviously, a young defence as well. You've got Vicario, Pedro Porro, Mickey van der Ven, who looks like a great signing for Spurs. Christian Romero, obviously a guy who you know has now got a really strong partner next to him. Uh, Destiny Adoji, a guy who I really like as well. So a really strong defence there now at Spurs. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think Spurs can win this one to nil. Um, obviously for Burnley, they've had a, a tough um, opening two fixture, obviously against Manchester City. Um, so it's been a tricky start for them. But uh, And of course, Aston Villa as well. Um, so I, I, I do think that Spurs will win this one to, to nil at 11-4. to four. Yeah, just to reference Spurs very quickly in terms of their EFL Cup defeat. I mean, it hurts more from a Spurs point of view because that is really one of our bigger prizes on offer this season. With no European football, the EFL Cup took on so much extra prominence and to go up so early hurts. However, if there is a, a positive to take from this, it will now mean that Spurs are playing no more than once a week up until January when the FA Cup starts. That's going to be such a lesser burden in terms of the players and fitness and all that kind of stuff. So there might be a bigger reward coming into the season. If that is the case, then football fans can very quickly forget defeats such as the one at Fulham. But obviously you've then got to deliver further down the line. So we'll watch this space, but it might work out well in the end in terms of Tottenham. Anyway, let's move on to another London team. Chelsea have picked up a first league win of the season last weekend at home to Luton. They're going to make it two from two, or at least they hope it will. So Sam, a Stamford Bridge clean sheet last week. Can they do the same against Nottingham Forest? With a win to nil, odds of five to four. Do you know what? I'm going to be going for Chelsea to win and both teams to score at 11 to five. I think it's a great price. Forest have scored five goals already this campaign, with three coming at the Emirates and Old Trafford. So they're definitely not going to be afraid to travel to these big clubs. Uh, they've taken on Arsenal. They've taken on United. Obviously, they've come out in the worst end of the result, but they, you know they didn't have given them some trouble. So. I think they'll be looking to do the same against Chelsea. They'll take some confidence from them games despite the defeats. And I'm thinking Chelsea to win and both teams to score 11-5. Looks like good value. OK then, Jamie. You've been backing a certain Nottingham Forest player to get on the score sheet lately and it has come up trumped big time. So are you going to do more of the same before their trip to West London? Yeah, I mean, just the form that he's in at the moment, Taiwo Wani, I just don't think you can back against him. Um, you know, 3-1 to one to score any time. Um, you know, it's now nine goals in his last six league appearances. So, you know, he's really on fire at the moment. Um, I think as well, obviously, uh, maybe some people getting slightly carried away with, with Chelsea after that clean sheet against Luton. I think we've seen that they do still have some frailties in defence and, you know, still lots to work on. So, I think that, you know, Taiwo Wani, as I said, maybe can take full advantage of that. So I do like the look of him. 
Um, another one to definitely keep an eye on in terms of an anytime goal scorer is uh, obviously Nicholas Jackson. You know, obviously got his first goal against Luton. Um, he's looked really impressive in the, in the first couple of matches. So uh, he's 11 to 10 to score any time. I just think the way that he's playing at the moment, obviously Chelsea looking quite good going forward. Um, obviously got some real supply into him now um, from likes of Chilwell, obviously Raheem Sterling as well. Uh, Gusto is a player the player who's managing to get forwards. Enzo Fernandez looking really good at the moment. So um, yeah, plenty of supply into Nicholas Jackson. So he's one to definitely keep an eye on um, in the anytime goal scorer too. Okay, then before we move on any further, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So we spoke about the game a couple of games back. Uh, it's going to be the Burnley versus Tottenham game. Obviously, as we know, I'm going for Tottenham winning a both teams to score outcome. Uh, I mentioned, obviously, that Burnley conceded three goals in both of their opening two games, which have both been at Turf Moor. I think it's conceded three goals again here. So I'm going for a 3-1 Tottenham win at 14-1. to Lovely stuff. And Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Mm. Yeah, I'm also going for a 3-1 win, but I'm going to go for Brentford to beat Bournemouth um, at that scoreline. Uh, you can get that at 14-1. to um, I think Bournemouth can get on the score sheet here, but I just think that Brentford are going to be too strong for them. Obviously, lots of good options in attack. I think I mentioned this on, on last week's show. Obviously, Brian and Burmo in great form at the moment. Uh, Wisser as well, another option as well. So I think Brentford are going to be too strong for Bournemouth here. And it's going to be a 3-1 win for them at 14-1. to Bad news for the Cherries, but of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's pop up some more Premier League headlines now. And first up, we go to the Etihad as Manchester City host to Fulham. Sam, the defending champions have won each of their last 11 home matches in the league. They're just 1-6 to to win. Can you offer up a bit more value for this one? Oh, I certainly can, Dan. So, I'm going to go for Manchester City to win and both teams to score at 6-4. to the last three meetings between the sides have ended with Manchester City winning and Fulham also finding themselves on the score sheet. I do appreciate that Fulham obviously don't have Alexander Mitrovic's time around, but it doesn't seem to have affected them. They're still scoring goals in the league. I think they'll create chances and I think they can take a little bit of heart as well from watching Sheffield United last weekend when they actually stuck it to, to City. There was vulnerabilities there, so I think... Uh, both teams to score here and Man City win at 6-4 offers a little bit of value for us it certainly does now Jamie value could also come from the goals market there wasn't quite the flurry of goals at Bramall Lane yes there was three but I think the anticipation was Sheffield United were really going to be put to the sword you know a four or five if you will that didn't happen but you can get over 3.5 goals at evens before Saturday so does this one interest you at all? I, th I think the form so far from Manchester City probably suggests no. Um, I think it'll be under 3.5 goals, maybe the way to go here. Um, City there, of course, scored three versus Burnley, two versus Sheffield United, and obviously got the one against Newcastle. So I don't think they've been particularly emphatic. Um, obviously, again, they're a team that does have lots of um, attacking options um, to score. But, you know, they do also face a Fulham side who I don't think are a team to kind of be underestimated here. Obviously made a good start to the season themselves. They got that tool draw against Arsenal on the weekend. Um, they, of course, defeated Everton as well. Um, they knocked Spurs out of the cup last night as well. So that would have been a, you know, a big confidence boost for them. So I don't think this is going to be one where Manchester City, you know, really win at a canter. I think it's going to be one where maybe they kind of win it two, you know, two nil or, or something like that. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a big scoring game. I, I'd, I'd go for under two, under three point five goals here. 
Okay, then let's focus on a rather super Sunday now as Arsenal play host to Manchester United. Sam, it was Arsenal who won in dramatic fashion last season. Would you take the home win and both teams to score or to 21 to 10? It's not the bet for me. I actually think there's some value potentially here at Manchester United at 10 to 3. Despite what we've seen from the start of the season, these are the sort of games that Man United have sprung surprises in the past. And I have a feeling that Arsenal are going to probably play the better football here with it being the home game and just being the better side. But there's something about Manchester United in these games where they just somehow pull it out of the bag. There's been a lot of questions about Ten Hag over the last few weeks and the starts of the season that Manchester United have made, whether the signings are good enough, whether they're lacking in midfield. But it's, it's always the way. Every time Manchester United seems to be getting a lot of stick from the media, they seem to just pull out a random result out of the bag against a big team. And I've got a feeling that maybe this is going to be the case again this weekend. At 10-3, I think it's a big price. I'm looking at it. The, the recent record in the last five or six seasons is very 50-50. Uh, even, obviously, more so the last couple of seasons as well. It's a case of Arsenal win one, Manchester United win one. Arsenal, you win this one. Man United, you win this one. And they're chucking an occasional draw. No team's ever had the upper hand. There's been no run of games where one team's had the sort of like momentum in terms of like we are the better team in terms when it comes to a game. So it's so hard to decide which way to go with it. But I think with that in mind, 10 to 3 Manchester United just looks to me a big prize. Yeah, I, I use your logic for the long shot pick. That's why I went for the draw. But I think we're kind of along the same lines. So with that in mind, Jamie. The double chance, of course, offers the away win and the draw. That's at 19-20 to 20 for Manchester United. Does that interest you at all? Yeah, well, look, I'm going to make it all, us all going in, in different directions here. Right? I, I really like the look of both teams scoring and uh, an Arsenal win here. Um, I think if you look at those two games that Manchester United have won, it was two fairly straightforward fixtures, obviously, games against Nottingham Forest at home and Wolves as well. Um, and I think even in those two games, they were slightly fortunate to come away with wins. So... I just think the way they're playing is it's very difficult to kind of back them. Um, I think Arsenal, of course, is going to be a massive test. And I think, you know, the Gunners' midfield trio, I think they're going to dominate a, a United midfield who have just been really weak so far. Then, of course, you factor in the injuries that United have at the moment. Raphael Varane looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Shaw looks like he's probably going to be out till Christmas. No Mason Mount either. So, uh, yeah, I think Arsenal win is, is definitely the way to go here. And uh, you mentioned earlier about both teams scoring. I really like that. So, uh, yeah, home win and both teams scoring is, is definitely my pick here. OK, then I think one of us has to be at least right then. As long as both teams score, one of us will be a winner. So let's keep an eye on that one. We can definitely clip something come next week. But we also go to Anfield, an entertaining clash between Liverpool and Aston Villa. Sam, Darwin Nunes, of course, was at the double at the expense of the Magpies. Could an anytime goal on Sunday at odds of 7-5 to five be an expense to the bookmakers? Yeah, potentially. Um, obviously, a lot of people, before they put the bet on, would be waiting to see the starting line at whether Klopp actually introduces him to that starting eleven. You could argue he definitely deserves uh, to be called up to the starting eleven. Uh, the way I'd be looking at it, to be fair, though, I'd be looking at Mo Salah, um, unfortunately, for Nunes. For my for my anytime goal scorer, uh, he scored ten in his last ten Premier League games at Anfield, and he's eleven to ten. So Mo Salah, the Egyptian king, is where I'll probably be staking my anytime goal scorer odds. But uh, yeah, I do think Nunes, if he starts, is likely for a goal. Well, as you say, he's definitely earned the right to start. I think the way he kind of plays that you have to sort of play him when he's hot and give him the opportunity. If he doesn't score against Aston Villa, then he goes back to the bench. But you can't sort of given that platform, gets a double off the bench, then back on the bench. I think that'd be really harsh. So I wouldn't be 
surprised if he starts. If he scores as well, I wouldn't be surprised either. But Jamie, Aston Villa have looked good after their opening day mauling at Newcastle. But what, if anything, can they get at Anfield? What bet are you looking to place before Sunday? Yeah, I think this is going to be another tricky away game for them. Of course, we saw when they were had that big uh, test away at Newcastle, they failed to overcome it. Um, and I think Anfield away is going to be, you know, a similar case. I think that Liverpool kind of looking in pretty good form. They're obviously going to be massively, you know, boosted by that 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 win over Newcastle and obviously the the fashion they did it in. So I I just think Liverpool will come on top here and uh, I think it's going to be another exciting game, obviously involving Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to go for Liverpool win and both teams scoring. Of course, no Virgil van Dijk for, for Liverpool. So, you know, that's where um, Villa might have a bit of joy in terms of getting on the score sheet. So, uh, as I said, Liverpool win and both teams scoring at 7-4 to four is my pick here. Yeah, one thing to consider is that Aston Villa are at home to Hibs on Thursday. However, because they smashed Hibs 5-0 in the first leg, I wouldn't be surprised if Unai Emery made like 11 changes and played a de facto reserve team for that game. So it might not be too much of an issue in terms of fitness for Sunday. Had they really needed a win, then that might have sort of tipped the balance over in Liverpool's favour. But it's, it's set up for an interesting clash. I think Villa have got a lot to offer. They've, as I say, got that early defeat out of their system. They're flying now in the Premier League as, as much as you can in two straight wins, but they look really good. So Liverpool are going to be a test for them. But of course, Liverpool getting that statement win last week is probably giving them the... Well, it's lit the blue touch paper, if you will, and they're kind of looking to fly even further. But the Eagles fly, and they're going to be playing host to Wolves, that being Crystal Palace, of course. Now, Sam, would a winner of any kind and under 2.5 goals be a good starting place for a weekend bet in South London? Yeah, so I wasn't too sure about this game, to be honest with you, when, when we looked at it. But having gone to the recent head-to-head records, the home team seems to always be winning at the moment. So in six of the last eight meetings between the sides, the home team has won. And this is the best bet as well. Not only is the home team won, there's also been less than three goals scored in all them games as well. So, in six of the last eight meetings, the home team to win and under 2.5 goals has been the winning market. So, yeah, I like it. Well, Palace will have their tails up after winning in the EFL Cup against Plymouth. They were 2-0 down, they won 4-2. That being said, Jamie, you could go for broke and suggest a Wolves win because they're going to be boosted after that huge win over Everton in terms of importance. Can they make it two in a row? Odds of 16-5. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Palace will come out on top here. I think that they've looked pretty good so far this season. Palace, of course, you know, they managed, they've obviously got that shock point uh, away at Brentford. So that was obviously a, a big point for them. Um, and of course, you know, nearly got something against Arsenal as well. One on the opening day against Sheffield United. So it's been a good start from Palace. And, uh, you know, despite Wolves getting that win against Everton, I think that Palace are going to be too strong here. Um, so, yeah, everything for me points towards a Palace win. And, uh, yeah, as I said, made a really good start. And I think it's going to be another three points on the weekend. OK, let's have a quick look at the Championship now. Leicester will look to stay top and make it five wins from five. Sam, are they getting the job done at home to Hull? Or to eight to 15? So, Hull have also made a strong start to the season. They've taken seven points from the opening four games. So, don't take them lightly. But I do just think with Leicester being so just good at going forward obviously with them being at home as well the firepower that they've got they're going to be too strong I think the 8-15 to 15 is probably about on the money uh, and I think they're going to make it 5-5 five from five. I think Leicester the way they're going at the moment I think they if they keep pretty much the squad that they've got now not too many going out obviously players getting poached or whatever from bigger teams and I think Leicester to me look like the team that probably could top the league at the end of the season yeah, I mean, if it was Leicester away and at eight to fifteen, I'd be a little bit unsure. Home win at eight to fifteen, even against a pretty decent starting hole, I'm having the Foxes getting all three points. 
That said, Jamie, there's a big game at the bottom of the table. Middlesbrough plays the QPR. Michael Carrick's men looking for a first league win of the season. It's gone terribly wrong for them already. Can they get it odds of three to five? Yeah, I mean, two teams that have really struggled so far at the start of the season. They both lost three of their opening four games. And yeah, a bit of a shock to see Middlesbrough doing so poorly at the moment. Obviously, Michael Carrick, who was a guy who was linked with the Spurs job um, in the summer. And, and, you know, he did have a really good season last year with them. Um, but yeah, it's been a tough start for them. Uh, they did go through in the cup last night, so that might be something that kind of lifts their confidence a little bit. And of course, with the game at the Riverside, uh, I, I actually do think they will come on top here and get that first win um, against a, a QPR side who, you know, equally have struggled with, with three defeats in their first four. So, uh, yeah, I think Middlesbrough will come on top, maybe a little bit of confidence after that Carabao Cup win. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I do think they will come on top here and, and get the win. Yeah, I'll back you on that one, Jamie. I think just that... EFL Cup success is just going to be a launch pad. You know, it's been a real sluggish start for Middlesbrough. You thought to yourself after missing out on promotion last season that they're going to be really up at the top of the shop, but they've done anything but. If anything, they've kind of gone back to the level pre-Carrick, which makes you think, is this or was it a massive new manager bounce, which is then regressed, or if they're just kind of feeling the hangover of not getting promoted, and they're kind of, they are where they are. So, I mean, there's plenty of time to turn it round, but they do need a win at the weekend. We need a win because it's our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We combine it into an acre. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So, Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So, we're going on holiday, boys. Pack your passports. Uh, we're going to go to Madrid. Atletico Madrid to beat Sevilla in the Liga on Sunday evening. Sevilla have lost all of the three home games in the division so far. Find themselves propping up the table in 20th. As for Atletico, they came into the fixture fresh off the back of that 7-0 away win to Rayo Vallecano last time out. They're currently second in the league. They've got seven points from their three games. And Simeone's side have also won all of their last 10 home games. So for me, it points to an Atletico Madrid home win. Lovely stuff. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I mentioned earlier about Man City, you know, getting the better of Fulham. Uh, maybe I've been a little bit disrespectful to Fulham. I did mention that they've had some good results, but uh, I think Manchester City will win this one. I said one or two nil. I can just see them kind of, you know, uh, eventually getting the win here against the Fulham side who might be kind of tricky to break down. But uh, yeah, again, Man City are very good defense, you know, very good defensively so far this season. They kept a couple of clean sheets. I'm backing them to do the same again here. So I'm going to go for a Man City win to nil against Fulham at five to six. OK, I'm actually on the same flight as Sam because I'm also going to Madrid. I'm going to the Santiago Bernabeu as Real Madrid play host to Crosstown rivals Getafe. It's not the biggest Madrid derby on the calendar, but an important one all the same. And especially as Carlo Ancelotti's men are setting the early La Liga pace. Los Blancos have won three out of three and Jude Bellingham has taken to his new surroundings like a duck to water. The home win is a little too short for our treble, but I'm going to squeeze some more value out of this game. Value that comes in the shape of a home win to nil, odds of five to six. And that brings us to full time, so I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Absolute pleasure as always, boys. Hopefully Newcastle will get back to winning ways uh, and we can start to proper put ourselves up the table a little bit more. Uh, and yeah, hopefully some more winning bets for us as well on the odds on. Absolutely. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan. And uh, yeah, looking forward to lots of more exciting football on the weekend. I think that Arsenal-Manchester United game is going to be one to definitely keep an eye on. And uh, yeah, obviously Liverpool, 
as well. That That's going to be a big game for them against Aston Villa. So, yeah, as I said, lots of exciting football, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, let's make it a good one before the international break. So cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.